It won't be easy, but if the Miami Hurricanes can execute these keys, they can beat the Florida State Seminoles. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's almost here. Nervous, I'm excited, I'm anxious, and I will be at the game, of course. Miami hosting the Florida State Seminoles Saturday, 7.30 p.m. primetime on ABC. I am Alex Dono, your host of Locked on Canes. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making us your first listen and your first watch today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Let's go over our keys to the game. You know, we love to throw these out. And if Miami executes these keys, they're going to get a dub. And if they don't get a dub, we look back on Monday to see what they succeeded at and what they failed at. And as mentioned, this game is not going to be a cakewalk by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, a lot of Florida State fans think it's going to be a cakewalk for them. And they're favored by seven and a half points in this game. Uh, My first key to this one, I know this is loaded but it is completely necessary. Miami needs to hit multiple explosive plays, chunk plays. The Hurricanes are 108th in the country, which is terrible in producing plays of 20 or more yards. They have just 29 of those all season. We're eight games in the books now, only 29 yard, only 29 plays of at least 20 yards. And then the Hurricanes rank 113th in the country in plays of 30 or more yards with just 11 of those on the season. And when you go back, and I encourage everyone to do this for the next 24 hours or so, you look back at some of the memories and the highlights of the greatest Miami wins over Florida State over the years. Uh, You see plays like Michael Irvin's 75-yard game-winning touchdown catch in 1987. The Willis McGahee screen pass For the comeback in 2002, Sean Taylor's pick six in 2003. Miami can't dink and dunk their way to victory in this one. You have a hard time doing that even against a team like Virginia, who it took four overtimes to beat when you're not scoring touchdowns. You can't be dinking and dunking against against Florida State. You have to produce chunk plays. And Florida State's passing defense is solid. So you've got to try to stretch them and throw them off guard. They give up just 177 passing yards per game. Uh, So Miami needs to really test them with a long, big target like Colby Young. I hope they get aggressive with Colby Young. And then also you've got guys like Jacoby George, Xavier Restrepo, especially. I hope he's close to 100% now. And Keyshawn Smith, who got some speed. They can potentially break off with some yards after the catch. Uh, Will Mallory, I can say that that about him as well. And yeah, a big part of that, obviously, it's executing from the passing game. We got a much better chance of doing this if Tyler Van Dyke plays. We all know that. If Tyler Van Dyke plays, much better chance you can be hitting some bombs down the field because Jake Garcia throwing the deep ball last week was painful at best, right? It was just, you know, he wasn't connecting down the field last week. I think it was one play of of over 20 yards. So Tyler Van Dyke gives you a much better shot at that. But you need to be hitting some chunk plays in your passing game and hopefully in your running game as well. You know, Henry Parrish nearly broke one off for a huge gain last week. Sometimes Miami's just kind of one cut away from taking one to the house. Um, The play calling, of course, from Josh Gaddis, this is going to be a big moment for him. He's been criticized all year. Prove us wrong, Josh. 
the play calling needs to be aggressive and creative, right? You don't want to beat yourselves with turnovers, sure. That was the game plan against Virginia last week. Let's be conservative. Let's be buttoned up so we're not throwing interceptions left and right. Um, you don't want to beat yourself with turnovers, but this isn't Virginia, so you can't beat this Florida State team with punts on 95% of your drives. It's just It's not going to work that way. So that's number one. Key number two. This is easier said than done, but you need to produce multiple turnovers, takeaways. I mentioned the Sean Taylor pick six in 03. We need to see something like that in this one. It's Florida State's offense, they're good. They score a very respectable 32 points per game, and they've done that against a tougher schedule than Miami has had so far. And Florida State's one of the best, best rushing teams uh, in the country and in the conference at over 209 yards per game. So it's inevitable that the Seminoles are going to move the football. So timely takeaways, I think, will be needed to keep the Seminoles off the stat sheet, that the Hurricanes are going to need to get an interception, a fumble, maybe a couple of INTs. Takeaways are going to be an absolute must for this matchup. Um, for Miami's defense, there are a few different players you have to keep an eye on. But just when it comes to mismatch city, locking down Johnny Wilson will be a key. I'm sure you've seen this guy play. You've seen his name before. You can't just match up size for size against a six foot seven wide receiver like Wilson. So the Canes defensive backs are going to need to make up for that size with technique. That's something Tyreek Stevenson talked about this week that obviously, and Tyreek Stevenson's a taller corner, but he's not six foot seven. So you have to have solid technique. Johnny Wilson, top 15 in college football in yards per catch. So this is going to be a key matchup for Miami's defensive backfield. And hopefully Tyreek Stevenson, who came off a really good performance last week, can follow that up this week. Uh, another big key for Miami's defense, this one's obvious, containing Jordan Travis, their quarterback. Dual threat quarterbacks can hurt Miami. Dual threat quarterbacks can hurt anybody. That's not uniquely a Miami problem, right? Let's not act like only Miami gets beaten by dual threat quarterbacks. But you know we've talked a lot about Jordan Travis throughout the week. And yeah, a big part of that is, the Miami Hurricanes defensive line, they need to play to their potential and they need to play their best game of the season this week. There's something about night games at Hard Rock Stadium where that's usually when the TFLs rank up for Miami in recent years. Leonard Taylor, who comes off a career game. Daryl Jackson, the transfer, who's been in revelation this year. Akeem Mesidor, another transfer revelation. They especially need to show up and show out this week. Because Miami's been very good in producing negative plays with their defensive line. 14th in the country in tackles for loss at over seven per game. So uh, they had 11 against Virginia last week. We need to follow that up. Uh, the final big key that I'm going to throw at you, you know, I strongly believe in this, even though people may not want to talk about it, because talking about like things like punting are not very fun. But the Hurricanes, and I think they can, they need to make special teams an edge for them here. Florida State's kicker is very average. So if this one does come down to like a final Florida State kick, we could be seeing another wide right in the making perhaps. But for Miami, Andy Borigalis, he needs to ride that wave of confidence from last week. You know, ACC kicker of the week last week, four for four. Three of those were clutch kicks with the game literally on the line. That was big. Do some of that again, Andy. And punts. Punts are inevitable in this game. Right, This is not going to be like uh, the Bethune-Cookman game to open the season when Lou Headley literally never had to punt. You're going to have to punt and probably going to have to punt several times in this one. 
So Headley is going to be very important trying to pin Florida State inside their 20 and returns as well. Um, I This goes back to explosive plays, right? Because we were talking about, you know, explosive catches and, and interceptions. But if you can get a big time kick return from Keyshawn Smith, that's going to be huge as well. Miami needs to produce as much hidden yardage as possible to get the edge in this football game. When we come back, we have a lot to get to on this pre-FSU edition. I'm chomping at the bit. I barely slept last night. I'm so wired on coffee and, and confidence. Confidence? I don't know. Coffee? I'm so hopped up on coffee heading into this Florida State game. Barely slept last night. I've already got the adrenaline flowing. Oh, and by the way, if you're watching this on Friday, I'm going to be hanging out with Coach Coop and some other content creators at Canesware. So if you want to stop by Canesware uh, from about 5 to 7 p.m. today, I think I'll probably be there for, for the whole time uh, for those two hours hanging out. If you want to, you know, it's, it's really Coach Coop's thing, but he invited me to come crash. It's, I'm going to do that. And, and also, I'm a big fan of his work, so I want to meet the dude for the first time. I, I respect him a lot. So if you guys want to stop by Canesware on Friday afternoon, I will be hanging out there for a couple of hours. But we have a lot to come still on this episode. I'm going to tell you who we're buying stock in because we didn't do a midweek stock report. So let's do a late week stock report. Uncle Louie's ready for the hot stock tips. And we're also going to have some recruiting updates because this is going to be a loaded recruiting um, suite. A lot of official visitors coming by the U this weekend for this matchup against FSU. So we're going to get to that right after we talk about the awesome folks at Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It's so easy to get started, and it's easy to play. It takes under a minute to make your selections while you're watching your favorite team play. And you know what's crazy? I did that crossover on Locked On Seminoles, and Drizzy Drake was going through his uh, his uh, Underdog picks for this week on the Pick'ems. And his were identical to mine, and we didn't compare notes. Like, I thought that was great. Like, wow, great. I guess great minds think alike, or maybe we're both just dead wrong, but we think alike for whatever reason. So if you watched, uh, and, and we did post it on our audio and video channels, my crossover with Locked On Seminoles, if you think I'm stealing Drizzy Drake's underdog picks, I'm actually not. This is what I go with on the Pick'em this week. Uh, you create your account in just minutes. You make your Pick'em selections. You just identify players you're going to choose to go higher or lower than stat production uh, projections. So this week I'm going with Duke quarterback, Riley Leonard higher than 50 and a half rushing yards against Boston college. I think he'll get that easily. And I'm going against UNC quarterback, Drake may who's been hot this year, but actually to go lower than 302 and a half passing yards against Virginia. Cause that's a, that number is just too high. So I'm going Drake may lower his passing yards, and I'm going higher uh, on on the uh, on the, the Riley Leonard rushing yards. So those are my underdog selections. You can play my picks, or you can fade my picks. It's easy to play, and it's available in over 30 states, including Florida. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they're going to finish higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy to play games out there. You could win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up with our promo code, Locked On. One word, Locked On. An underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So deposit 100 bucks. Get 100 bucks free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick em action today. 
Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So you know how we like to do this, folks, the stock report. We like to buy low, all right? And this is, sometimes we buy high if we think they're going to go even higher this week. And, you know, we're not like your Uncle Louie down the block. Kid, come here, come here. I don't know if you've heard of this one. General Motors. They make cars. They make Cadillacs. You should consider, I don't know if you've heard of this company. You should consider buying stock. Yes, we. everyone's heard of General Motors, Uncle Louie. Uh, we're going to try to give you maybe hotter stock tips than that. But as far as Miami Hurricanes players, we are going to be buying stock in for this Saturday matchup against Florida State. Uh, I'm looking at a handful of offensive guys here. Uh, and a couple of these, I think, can have nice days, even if Tyler Van Dyke doesn't start. How about that? Because I know we're all expecting, oh, if TVD doesn't play, the offense is just not going to move. I don't necessarily feel that way, guys, because Miami's receiving core is healthy as they've ever been. I think some guys could put up numbers this week. So the first guy that I'm buying stock in for obvious reasons is Xavier Restrepo. I think X is back close to full strength this week. He made his return last week at Virginia, but he was on a snap count. He only played 16 snaps, had one catch in the game. I think he's got fewer to no restrictions this week. And I think Miami understands whether it's Tyler or Jake, but especially if it's Tyler, they need to feed X early and often because he can be the Braxton Berrios type of impact player in this one. So I'm I'm all over the Xavier Restrepo stock because, you know, we hadn't seen him since early September. We teased us a little bit last week, and I think this could be a breakout performance with him. So I'm I'm all over it. I, I don't always give you my my uh, my stock tips in order, but this one is in order of priority. Number one goes to Xavier Restrepo. I am buying some stock in Henry Parrish because one area on defense where Florida State is not statistically great, even though they are healthier now at their defensive line, but they're not statistically great in stopping the run. They give up about 145 rushing yards per game, which is only slightly better than what Virginia was against the run. And we know, we've seen it clearly, Henry Parrish is going to be the featured back and the workhorse, right? We're not exactly sure what the order is going to be behind Parrish, but we know Parrish is going to be the guy. Like, is Jalen Knighton going to get some work this week? Is that Franklin going to get some work? Lucius Stanley's been getting some work, but we know Parrish is going to be the number one guy and he's going to try to follow up on a 113-yard performance last week. So I am buying stock in Henry Parrish. And I'm also, I'm buying low on Jalen Knighton. I'm not loading up on Jalen Knighton stock, believe me. But I'm buying a little bit and I'm buying low on the rooster because it sounds like he could get more involved this week. And, you know, why not buy low? Because his stock basically bottomed out earlier this year. Uh, Mario Cristobal said about him this week about rooster. We've stuck with him through good times and bad times. He's a hard worker. He's going to get his touches. And, you know, of course, every time he does get touches, we get very afraid of fumbles because that's been a big issue for him all season long. And that's the reason why the coaches haven't trusted him a whole lot because he's put the ball on the turf way too often. But we also know he's got big play game-breaking potential, right? So if he can find a little space and we're all looking for chunk plays and explosive plays this week, whether it's catching passes out of the backfield or finding that hole on the ground, we know the rooster is capable of doing that. So let's hope the rooster is crowing 
this week, my friend. So I am buying very low on Rooster. And guys, I, you know, this is risky. This is a risk on investment, this one. But I am buying some Tyler Van Dyke stock before the game. This is one, this is like a meme coin, right? Like, you know, you remember your buddy was like, hey, look, they, they made another coin that's named after a dog. Why don't you buy some? And then it ends up just like not going anywhere. This could be one of those meme coins. And I say that only because there's a decent chance he doesn't play this week. But I am buying some stock on Tyler Van Dyke just in case. I'm not breaking any news here because he's still a game time decision. I don't think we're going to know probably until warmups, right? Because And I'll be at Hard Rock Stadium tomorrow. We're all going to be looking. Is Tyler out there? Is Tyler in street clothes? Is he in uniform? Is he warming up? So we're not going to know until 90 minutes, two hours before the game, whether TVD is even going to be available for this one. But I am optimistic based on the fact that he practiced last week. And I also know he's going to do whatever he can to get on the field against Florida State. Um, at the end of the day, the coaches may just decide it's it's too risky to throw him out there with whatever he's dealing with injury-wise, and we just don't think he's close enough to 100%. That could happen, right? I mean, it's I'm doing this right now on Friday. They they still might not know. Like this, you know, game time decision might be literal on this one. They might not decide until almost game time whether TVD can go, but I'm loading up on Tyler Van Dyke just in case it's a risk on investment. Uh, but if there is a chance Tyler's playing, I want to be in the Tyler Van Dyke business. And let me, let me remind you folks with this disclaimer, this is not real financial advice because these are not real stocks. <laughs> so if you, if you found this on like a financial channel, that's like, Oh, my, my Dogecoin is pumping right now. Let me see what other, wh where do I buy rooster stock? I bought Dogecoin. Where do I find Rooster Rocket Coin? These are not real stocks. They're not real cryptos. Uh, you know, we're speaking figuratively, but that is your Keynes stock report for the week. These, these are the guys that I'm buying stock in for this upcoming matchup. Uh, and, you know, as you would as you would imagine against Florida State, there's going to be a very, very busy Miami recruiting section. A lot of official visits will be happening for this game. We will talk about that and more when we come back here on Locked on Canes. Thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So on the recruiting front, uh, this is not going to be at least, uh, no, he's definitely not going to be a visitor this week. But I think that this is the biggest recruiting news uh, of this week as it pertains to Miami. Obviously, last week it was Cormani McLean. But the biggest recruiting news of this week is the Miami Hurricanes now have a scheduled official visit with another top 10 player, five-star athlete for this class of 2023. And if you go back, if you guys have been riding with me since the summer, right, if you, when we were doing a lot of recruiting shows in the summer, you know how much I covet this player because we talked a lot about him in June, July, and August. Miami's getting an official visit from Nicholas Harbor on December 16th. Five-star athlete track star, okay? This guy, Harbor, unbelievable. Like, he could go pro and track. He could train for the Olympics if he wanted to, but it, he's going he's gonna to play college football, which is probably the more profitable end endeavor for him, of course. He runs the 100-meter dash in 10.28 seconds, and he did that at six foot five. <laughs> That's a freak. Like, 
that is a freak athlete. Uh, and so, of course, you figure with that size and speed, yes, he at the next level will more than likely be an edge rusher, but could very much play tight end. I, I think in the case of Miami, because Miami's already loaded up with tight ends for the class of 2023, Miami is recruiting him to be uh, an edge rusher. Uh, and I, you know, I, that, that that's probably the position that he projects better out as at the next level anyway. But this is just a freakish athlete why he's a top 10 recruit and a five-star despite not having like a strict designated position. Uh, he says he's not going to make his announcement until February. So this is going to be one of these late signing day ones that, you know, Miami had some good gets on the late national signing day last year. This could be one of those uh, this coming year or next year, technically in 2023. Um, so he's not going to make his announcement until February unless something changes. And he is deciding between these are his five finalists. LSU, Michigan, Maryland, which is the hometown team for him, because you may be like, which of these names does not belong here? Maryland's got the hometown factor going for him. South Carolina and Miami. This is what he had to say about Miami recruiting him. He says, quote, they see some of the highest ranked kids going to Miami, and it makes other people think, man, Miami's got something cooking, he says, and nobody knows about it because their record is not the best thing, he said. No kidding. Uh, but they're seeing everybody commit there, so they got to believe in them. That's why I believe in them. So this is one of those things where, uh, you know, Mario Cristobal to this point has done a pretty good job of selling recruits on, hey, what you're seeing right now, that's not who we're going to be or who we want to be within the next couple of years. He's done a pretty good job, obviously, separating the future from the present and it looks like Nicholas Harbor's like, hey, like, yeah, that team stinks right now. That's my words, not his. But yet you still see Cormani McLean, Francis Maui Goa, Jaden Rashada, Jaden Wayne wanting to play there. So they got something cooking there, he said. So to say, and, and here's the big key. I, I mentioned December 16th official visit. What I love about that is that's his last official visit. Okay. You always want to be first or last. There are exceptions to that rule. I think it was Raul Aguirre, Popo, who uh, actually committed to Miami despite not making an official visit here. So there's always exceptions to the rule. But generally speaking, it's usually either the first official visit or the last official visit where the player ends up deciding to go. So having that final OV for Nicholas Harbor, uh, I think could, could bode very well for Miami. Uh, but we're still going to have to wait about three months to see how this plays out because he's not planning on announcing anything until February. He is taking his time with this one. Miami did get a commit yesterday, and there's a lot to clarify on this one because people are like a little bit confused because they're like, who is this guy? But welcome to the U, Sam Kufal. And I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. And one of the reasons why I may be mispronouncing it is this is not a guy that a whole lot of us have studied. Uh, he's a preferred walk-on so this is not a scholarship player at least not yet sometimes preferred walk-ons will earn scholarships down the line and I think this guy could be a candidate to that because everyone that I've asked about Sam Kufal because again I don't know anything about him he's out of Wisconsin he's in the class of 2023 he is a defensive lineman slash fullback so we'll see which role or roles Miami wants him to play when he comes in again a preferred walk-on not a scholarship guy but Everyone that I've spoken to about him says this is one of these under-evaluated, under-recruited players. 
Uh, you know, it may have to do with the area where he plays high school ball, just not a whole lot of scouts getting out there, recruiting him. Uh, but everybody that I've talked to who is at least somewhat aware of this player says this guy can play and he works his butt off and watch out for Sam Kufal. He might end up exceeding, you know, our, our very low expectations for him because we don't usually have big time expectations for walk on players. And I'll remind you guys, Miami is putting more resources than ever into talent evaluation out of high school players, right? Because okay, there are certain players everybody knows about, right? Every every college coach in the country knows Cormani McLean is somebody you want on your team or Francis Maui Goa or Jaden Rashada. Everyone knows the secret's out. Everyone knows these are players you want to recruit, you want to get on your team. But when you have someone like Alonzo Highsmith now as your GM of football operations, a position that didn't even previously exist, right? Um, you know, now that you have like an even bigger devoted staff to looking into and evaluating film and maybe finding some of these gems, right? Finding some of these hidden gems around the country that aren't being recruited so hard. Um, I'm led to believe that this player could end up being one of those under the radar gems who could kind of come in here without much expectation. It can end up being a really fine player at the U. Uh, because Miami is putting a lot more work into finding these diamonds in the rough just because they have more money and more resources now on staff to do that than they used to. So hopefully Sam Kufal could end up being, you know, one of these players that exceeds our expectations once he arrives at Miami. Uh, and yeah, we're going to have a ton of official visitors. A lot of the guys who are who are already committed for the class of 2023 uh, and I know that it's less exciting because like, oh, this guy's already committed here. But it's so important, guys. It's so important to keep these relationships tight because no one has signed their national letters of intent yet. So you got to keep these players invested. You've got to keep these players feeling like they're family. Don't let anybody flip. Uh, so, you know, quarterback Emery Williams will be here. Uh, Robbie Washington. I would assume Bobby Washington as well. Riley Williams, Jackson Carver. And uh, thanks to the folks at, uh, at Kane Sport helping compile this. Malik Bryant will be here. Cormani McLean is going to be here. How about that? Cormani is going to be on campus. I love it. Jermaine Kinsler, um, who is a uh, – that, that, that's Tommy Kinsler's brother, Jermaine. So, I, yeah, Tommy Kinsler will be here as well. The younger brother, uh, Jermaine Kinsler, who's 2026, 20, but, you know, Try to keep it in the family. They're recruiting him already. Frankie Tinelau will be here. Reed McKeska, Francis Maui Goa. I may be reading some of these names for a second time because I'm kind of looking at them all jumbled up. Uh, and, you know, we did mention earlier in the week, you know, a player who isn't committed, at least not yet, Damari Brown, four-star corner out of American Heritage, who's being projected to commit to Miami. Miami made his top four finalists. He hasn't announced it yet, but he will be here for an official visit. And reportedly... Ruben Bain will be here as well. Hurricane Bain, who is simply put one of the top uncommitted recruits left in the country. I mean, just absolute monster edge rusher uh, at Miami Central who, you know, most of the projections have him to Miami, but obviously Alabama and even Auburn are very much in the mix for him. Although Auburn, you know, they got their own, they got to find a head coach, but if it's Deion Sanders, we may be in big trouble. We'll see who they end up bringing in as their head coach. Uh, but yeah, Ruben Bain reportedly going to be visiting as well. And I'm sure that there are others and we're going to hear about those throughout the next couple of days. But Miami against Florida State, 
it's always a big one for recruiting. And we know the stadium's going to be packed. It's sold out, completely sold out. And it's a night game and it's on prime time. So let's freaking go. I don't know when we'll talk to you again. We may talk to you before the game on Locked on Canes. We may talk to you right after the game. We may talk to you right before and right after the game. Uh, so make sure you're checking out this channel. Make sure you subscribe to the audio version on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And we love the video version on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked on Canes. So we will talk to you again soon on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.